Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Jody Congdon is the owner of Hip to Heart, a birth and postpartum doula agency in the Boston area. She's also a postpartum doula and lactation educator trainer for Kappa and the creator of the Birth Boss series of business courses for birth and postpartum professionals. That was a mouthful. Jody, welcome back to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I am so pumped to be chatting with you today. I'm always pumped to be chatting with you. I wanted I to bring this. you on. I know. I wanted to bring you on because uh, I think some people in our universe are interested in starting an agency. Uh, yes. We have a handful of CPSM grads who have already done this. They've built their businesses to the point where I've they- I've spoken to a couple of them. Yeah, I know. I love that. I love that. They're sort of like bursting at the seams and some of them have already taken on other CPSM grads to work under them. And some of them are just exploring this. And I know you're sort of like the guru in this category because you already have an agency of your own. So I wanted to bring you on to chat all about it. Uh, what would you say is sort of like, do you have like a number one best piece of advice that you can share to set people up for success as they start on this journey? I have a couple, but okay. I think I think I think the first one is, and the first one is probably like the hardest to, to sort of, you know, start with, but before you get to a point where you are scrambling, saying no to clients, you know, stressed out because you're so busy, you know, you have to kind of think about, and I'm always like a goal setter. So think about what you want your business to look like even six months from now. And if it's anything like having, you know, contractors working for you, and if you're looking to, you know, scale like that, set the wheels in motion before you don't have time to set the wheels in motion. And a lot of us, a, a lot of people come to me when they're like, I say no to six people every single day, like I'm working 20 hours a day so much for this, like, time freedom, you know, whatever, I, I'm not having any time freedom. So if you can, you know, kind of assess your business, you know, every couple of months and think about what the future looks like, try to, you know, kind of start that process. Um, most of us don't do that. And that is like the norm. And that's fine. I didn't do it that way. I waited till I was literally losing my mind before I was like, Oh, this seems like a good idea. Um, but you just, you know, when you're scaling your business and when you're growing your business, it doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be putting so much more time and so much more money into it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to succeed. Basically, you know, we always say like, you know, are, are you afraid to fail? No, you're afraid to have success because, you know, failure, you pick up the pieces, you try again, but success, you're like there, there is like no stopping you. Um, so that, I mean, I think, you know, easier said so, than done. So to, to sum it all up, the first thing yeah. is start before you're ready, right? Yes, like that, yes, that's yes, really number yes. one. Uh, anything else? Are there other like sort of crucial things that need to be in place before you set up an agency? Systems? No, just systems? 
Systems, yes, yes. But systems, I feel like, you know, in any business, you need to have good systems because, you know, growth is inevitable, even if you don't transition into an agency. But, um, you know, I feel like we're always talking about this. We're always talking about like systems and organization. And, you know, you want to set those up. Yes, of course, when you have two, three, four clients, so you can work out all the kinks and figure it out. And I love automations. Like I use Dubsado. I think it's like a wonderful program for client correspondence. But those things that you set up for two or three or four clients should work the same for 20 clients, 30 clients, 40 clients. And it's hard to think big like that, you know, but you once you start with the agency and get things rolling, you will ultimately have 20 clients, 30 clients, 40 clients at the same time, especially, you know, when you're doing sleep, you can, I mean, you take what, 15, 20 15. clients a month, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, easily. if that's your sweet spot as one person, if you had two or three contractors, that could be, you know, 45, 50, 60 clients at a time that ultimately as the owner, you're not doing all the sleep plans and you're not doing all the management, but you are possibly talking to all the families first and, and getting a good feel for them before you match them. So you want to have systems in place, especially for all of that correspondence, like getting an inquiry, having it go to, you know, it goes right into my Dubsado so I can see all the information, the clients schedule themselves. So I've already taken out all of that back and forth. That takes a ton of time. Um, so setting those up, yes, 100%, you know, you hit it on the head, setting those up early in your business that's like the tone for being able to grow and scale easily um, and not be like not responding to emails, forgetting things. It's very easy because we check on our computer, on our phone, on our watch. Like we're always, you know, I do it sometimes at a red light. I know you're not supposed to do that, but I do. Um, <laughs> we all do. You do we it from do. car line, pickup line. I do too, you know, so things definitely get forgotten. But if you have those systems, systems in place, there's no room for, you know, error, little room for error. Yeah. I mean, I think I think a challenging piece of all of this would be to onboard somebody else to do things the way that you do them. And I know that that just like takes time and it takes work. It takes like you just have to be willing to do it. But it's hard. It's because hard. So much of the stuff that I do in my business every single day is just like in my head. And yes. the idea, the idea, the thought of having to like explain it all to somebody else is really it's really overwhelming. That's why you have daunting. good systems. So someone, you know, you show them once and, and the system kind of takes care of it, right? Um, but I feel the same way. I mean, you know, especially when you get to a point where you're so busy, you can't take that, you can't stop your business from running, right? To help someone, you know, learn how to run it for you. Um, but I think one of the things you said in the very beginning, which was so smart, if you are, you know, a, a graduate of, um, CPSM, I feel like I always get the letters wrong. Um, it's okay. You probably would want to bring on contractors that graduated from the same program. So, you know, you know what they've learned, you know, the methods, you know, ultimately, you know, the quality of care that they could provide, you know, the scope of practice. So it's much easier because as a contractor, you can't tell them what to do. You can't make them do anything, but you can set expectations and manage those expectations, right? So always much easier. I, I'm a postpartum doula trainer, I only bring on people that I've trained. And it's obviously through the same organization that I trained with. So I know, you know, exactly what they're capable of exactly what they are doing, what they know, they're not supposed to do all of those things. So much easier to have someone reflect like my quality of care and same for you. 
it is hard to bring on people because it's your name, your reputation, and they're never going to be exactly like you. And, and that's okay, right? But if they have that quality of care, that scope of practice, it, it comes down to personality. And you want multiple different personalities, you know, as the face of your business, because your clients are not all the same. They need different things. Some people need a sweet sleep consultant. Some people need someone who's more, you know, I don't want to say boot campy, but you know, yeah, more straight shooter. Yeah, that, that would yes, be me. Yes. I'm the straight yes. shooter. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Funny enough, though, for when I chose a doula for my birth, I needed a super straight shooter. I'm very warm and snuggly and, you know, kind of touchy feely. And the thought of having that person to help me was horrifying. So my doula, who's one of my best friends, is like a drill sergeant. And that's well, and I think that's why you and I that's me. why you and I get along, right? Because yes, opposites, opposites attract. attract, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I know you touched on this a little bit, but well, we touched on like when you're ready, but like yes. how do you know that you're ready? Do you is there are there signs beyond the obvious of like, you know, you're just really, really busy? Like, mm-hmm. how do you know if your business is ready to take on independent contractors to to scale? I mean, you know, like you said, saying no consistently to people. I mean, every single day you're getting inquiries and you're giving them out, you know, which is nice to help, you know, the sleep consultants around you, but you're leaving money on the table, you know, all day, every day. And, and that's not a great feeling. Um, the other thing is, you know, saying no and not having that person get like the the help that they need. That's not a great feeling either. Um, and I think just, you know, I enjoy the management piece. I enjoy like the accounting piece. I enjoy the client connection. So I just, I knew for me that I was ready for, to manage something a little bit bigger. The other thing is, you know, when you realize that there's a, a an apparent cap on the amount of money that you're making and the amount of clients that you're taking, because there's only a certain number of hours in the day and you realize that, okay, if I keep doing what I'm doing and 15 clients a a month is a lot. Right. And I know you do other things, you do business to business stuff like I do. Um, That's not a great feeling either that you're, you're putting a limit on yourself and your business potential. Um, And that I think for me was like the breaking point when I like crunch the numbers and I'm like, I don't love this. Like, I don't love that. This is my earning potential. I, I, I know that I, I'm capable of much more and I'm capable of reaching more people. And I also love the fact that the more full paying clients I have, which obviously is, you know, 50 times the amount that I would have by myself, you can reallocate much more money to, you know, charitable causes and volunteer work. And that feels great too. So I wasn't, I was maybe able to volunteer you know, once every couple of months working as a solo business. And now there's ample opportunity for, you know, the people who work with me to volunteer and give. And, and I love that too. It, you know, it, it, it positions you as a leader in the community, not just to, you know, for, for sleep consultants, not just to other sleep consultants, but also to just the general public, like clientele, but you're also doing much more educating, even if you don't realize it by taking on more clients they're talking to more people, they're talking to providers and sleep consultants, like, just have a much, I don't want to say bigger presence, but a, a greater much, reach, a further reach, right? A greater reach, but they're held to a different standard now. So five years ago, people were like, oh, sleep consultants. Five years ago, people were like, oh, you know, I heard of a birth doula, but I never heard of a postpartum doula. And now everyone's like, yes, sleep consultants, like, I know 
this person who used one and my sister-in-law used one and this person has a great sleep. So it's, it's just, it, it's much, you know, it, it's, it's in our vocabulary more and it's, it's, it's the normal, you know? Um, and I love that too, because you're not plastering it on a billboard, but just by having more people out in the field and taking care of more families, you're educating the public, you know, just by being out there. Yeah. I also think that it affords you to live the life that you want to be living a little bit more, right? When, when you're 100%. not handling all of the work on your own, um, yep. it gives you the freedom to take some time off in a way that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. It positions you to travel and feel like you don't have to turn away business. Right, uh, right. Your business keeps running, even when you're not actively working in it. And I, you know, I, I, I love seeing pictures of you you know, at the pool on the beach, got one toe in the sand. And I know, I know you're working. Um, and you know, and it's okay, too. Like, that's the thing. You're not like working on vacation. I feel like people who go on vacation and work like have a bad rap, but you're casually taking care of clients, like, and you have, you know, revenue coming in, your clients aren't like, Oh, my sleep consultant is away for a week. Like, who am I going to ask questions to? You can shoot a text. It's okay. You're by the pool. You're with your family. You're taking care of all the other important things. But also, you know, running your business with your thumb. So yeah, I, yeah, I for me, I think I mean, I've never taken on sleep consultants to work under me, people ask me all the time, if that's something that I am doing, or if I will do down the road. And the answer a hard me, no for you. It's a hard <laughs> no for me for yep, a lot yep, of reasons. Yep. Um, I, I just I don't know, I'm a little bit of a control freak. I like to do things the way that I like to do them. I don't really trust people to uh, do things exactly the way that I do them because so much of it is yeah. in my head and I have right, a really right, right. hard time like getting it out into, you know, I do, I do my best, but it's really, really hard. All the little nuanced yep. things. Um, I just have never felt, I think we all feel that way too. Yep. It takes a long time to feel very comfortable saying we in your business when it's always been an I or saying us or our team. Um, and it's funny with, you know, birth and postpartum and sleep and all that stuff. There's only, I mean, so after I started my agency, only like 10 months went by before people were asking for me, right? I used to have to say like, well, I'm not available, but like I have very intentionally chose this team, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in the cycle of like one cycle of pregnancy, nobody was asking for me anymore because I'd already been out of the loop for that 10 months. So anyone who wasn't pregnant in that time was getting a referral from, you know, a friend or a coworker, but they had already used someone else. Somebody they else. Didn't have me as their Julie. Yes. So that happened very quick. And it really is, it, it's like very empowering when you are intentionally choosing people to represent you and they do an incredible job. And if they don't, then you don't use them anymore. And that's okay. That, you know, happens, but don't not pursue the agency route or grow your business because you are afraid that, nobody can represent you like you do. And I feel like I've I think said that this that's before, a, but I'm really glad to hear you say that because that is my, I'm still not going to yep. do it, but that is my number right, one. Right, right. That is my number one biggest fear is that people ask for me. They don't yep. want somebody else. I try all the time to refer business out for various reasons. I have stopped supporting families on the West coast because I don't like to stay up late. So I refer out to my West coast CPSM grads. 
Um, I stopped supporting really, really itty bitty babies. Like, you know, sometimes parents will reach out to me with like a six week old and I don't do that anymore just because I don't have the capacity. They require so much more constant mm-hmm, communication. Mm-hmm. Like they want to be texting all day long because literally six month, six week olds are literally week old, Yes. Always oh, sleeping yes. or always trying to sleep. And I, I need to be working with families that at least have like a nap schedule, you know, like three, four months yep. where like you start to see a pattern form. Uh, I cannot, I just don't have the capacity anymore. So I mm-hmm. try to refer out these cases. I referred out a little six week old to a CPSM grad who's amazing, by the way, and far better at handling newborns than I am because she started mm-hmm. off as doing in-home support. And this mom said to me, like, I'll just wait until the baby's over. (laughs) And it's like, I can't even, I can't even refer out. Like people don't want me. Right, right, right. So, so that's always been like a big fear of mine is taking on somebody to work under me. And then they only want me. But I love that you say like one cycle, which makes perfect sense. Like one cycle of like a generation of babies. And then by the time the next baby is born in that same family, nobody's heard of you. Yeah, nobody's heard. They've of only heard of Snooze Fest. Like yeah. they don't know Jane. They know Snooze Fest. So people who you know in the last like five years who are you know calling me are calling hip to heart. They're not calling for me personally. Um, but it does feel great, you know, to know that people are loving the people that I chose. And I do. I mean, I choose people that I've trained, and I've trained hundreds of people, and I have a team of about forty birth doulas too. But I very intentionally chose the shining stars. Like it is not easy to, and and I'm not saying this like I'm something special, but it's not easy to get on our team. Like I'm very, very, very picky. Um, Because again, it's representing me. It comes right back to me and not everyone's going to be happy all the time. And that's just like life. But for the most part, I feel like wonderful when someone loves the doula that I picked. Um, and it's nice too, because over time you get to know, you know, strengths and weaknesses and you can match perfectly. Like for all the inquiries you get as you're listening to these families talk about their sleep struggles and possibly even like their postpartum time and um, postpartum mental health right now is like, I mean, very terrible. So you're listening to all this stuff because, you know, postpartum people tend to talk a lot. Um, and in your head, you're already like, okay, I know who I think is going to be like the sensitive person to work with them. Or I know that this family needs someone to like tell them to take a step back and to just get in there. Or, you know, you get to know parents and you know, they're going to go in 50 times before they're supposed to. So you need someone who's a little, you know, stricter or someone who's well-versed in, you know, overnight breastfeeding or co-sleeping or, or whatever. So you get to know the people and it feels good to say to the client, like, I have the perfect match for you. Um, Cause it's like dating. I mean, it, it is like dating. It is. I'm, I think I'm like a matchmaker. Think, yeah. I think you bring up some really good points. When I think of the handful of ladies inside of my program who have grown their businesses to the point where they're taking on independent contractors to support them in their yeah. business. You have some super successful grads. I mean, I've met some of them. I mean, you, you have some phenomenal people. And some I bet of- you saw that too. Like, you can spot like a, a I can shining spot a star. star. I can spot yep. a shining star a mile away. A hundred percent. And it's it's clear as day. You know, there's no gray area. And you know, you yep. know it when you see them. Um, some you know, you know, have, when you know, you know, when you when you see these ladies who have grown their businesses to the point where they're taking on others to work under them. 
They have all of the sort of like pieces of the puzzle in place. They mm-hmm. were putting systems in place before they even had other people working under them. They were doing that for their own businesses so that when yeah. uh, they were ready to take on independent contractors, they were ready to onboard them and already had their whole lineup and their whole system going. And and they were and they did it before they even were like bursting at the seams. A lot of them took yeah. on independent contractors before they were exploding. So, so that smart. Like, yep. So that they weren't like too busy to onboard them properly, which I think is really smart. Yep. And then when I look at like the personalities of those who are working under like within these companies, they're also different. So that that to me is so smart, right? Like they have different personalities, they have different styles, they have different strengths. Yeah. And yet they're all and clients need that. Yeah, it's so smart. It's so smart. I feel like I wouldn't have my head on straight to do it. But when I see other people doing it, I'm like, that is so impressive. And, and they are just getting started. You know, some of them, they're both, you know, the ladies I'm thinking of, they're all in business for less than three years, you know, and yeah, one of them has only been in and business there's no capacity. a year, a year and a half. So it's really yeah. impressive that they've been able to figure this out so quickly. And you're right, like it can just keep growing. It doesn't, it, this is just the beginning for them. Right, right. And you know, when you have a good product and you know, I have a, a coach because I'm the worst delegator. Like if there's someone, if you Google it, like worst delegator on earth, my picture will come up <laughs> like the worst. And, and, and I don't know why, like I trust people. I don't know why I'm just bad. Maybe I'm not organized, but um, you know, the example she gave is, you know, if you're going to buy a Tesla, like, are you chatting with Elon Musk? No, he has trusted and taught and mentored people who then mentored people who then, and then you see the person at the dealer who's who is great and sells you the car like you don't need to have that specific person but as the owner you know you have to do your job right and you have to you know really you have a strong brand you have a strong brand you have a strong identity you have like a look right you got your your logo your colors you have a style you have a an image that you're putting out there and yep. then people recognize that and you have a reputation and people know it to be yep. like tried and true and they trust mm-hmm. you and those that work under you. And you have to remember, I mean, and I'm not trying to like psych anyone out here, but you know, think about when you go to a restaurant, you have like an awesome meal, you maybe tell like one person, but if you have a terrible meal, you tell 32 people. Um, and I learned this, you know, I have a degree in hospitality. I learned this early on, you know, so you, you have a good team, you know, and, and people have good experiences. Um, yes, word of mouth is so important. But when it's something goes south, as the owner, as the person, you know, it's the face of your company, you know, there is some damage control that you have to do. And you have to be the kind of person who's not afraid to hop right in here and don't wait for things to blow over. So, you know, as the owner, you're not just like, in the back all the time doing the payroll and you know, talking to clients, like, I'm the first one to talk to clients, and we're on zoom. So they see my face first, they get to know me, they get to know my personality. Yes, I talk about the logistics, but it, it's very personal, like, you know, sleep, having someone like, you know, get an inside view into your home and and, and kind of how you run your family and all those things and probably take a good look at your weaknesses. <laughs> like, you know, you, you definitely, it, it's a very personal service. So you have to be, even as the owner, like, 
on the front sometimes, um, even when you don't want to be, even if you're picking up some pieces. Um, so you have to be very confident and comfortable knowing that, that even though people, you're not doing the actual work, it's very important that you are still the face of your brand. And, you know, I mean, like, literally, not just like figuratively somewhere in the back. So, you know, it's and a, a lot of people too, I will say, you know, one of their reasons for not wanting to start an agency is, you know, they don't want to manage people like, then don't do it. Like, don't, you know, you're managing clients on behalf of other people, you're managing doulas, you're managing your time, you're managing other people's money, uh, you're managing a lot of things. So I mean, if that's not your style, but you're still like, I want to grow, I want to scale, I want to make more money, agency route, probably not for you. Um, because I probably I mean, I could sit 20 hours a day and still work on my business. I don't but um, you know, there's always always something to manage. What about uh, for those who are listening to this and they're like, I am not the type to ever start an agency, but maybe I would go for one, right? Um, what does it look like to work underneath of somebody? What are the advantages of that? Disadvantages? Yep. Um, lots of advantages, lots, especially like when you're just getting started. So basically, like you don't have to do the marketing, the networking, the contracts, you don't have to do any invoicing, you really just match up with a family and you do the work and you write the plans and all that stuff and you create relationships of course um and you get paid right so you're getting paid to do something that you love and you're getting lots of experience with little to no effort put in other than working with that client um one of the drawbacks is you're going to make you know less money than you would if you were doing it privately but again you're not doing the marketing the networking none of those things so you know, you have to expect to make probably, I would say, 75% of what you would make, um, you know, if it was your private client, but you're doing, you know, 25% less of the work. So it, it ends up being okay, right? Um, I know a lot of people are like, you know, not wanting to make less money, but I think that you're doing less work. So I, it, it all evens out for sure. And then once you get very comfortable in the work, and you've been doing it now for a while, you could start to reach out, start to network a little bit, not go crazy, um, maybe get one private client, stay with the agency, take two private clients, back away from the agency a little bit, and then eventually you're on your own. But it's a really great starting point. So I think there's so many more pros than there are cons for working for an agency. Okay. And I think sometimes, and this probably varies from like sleep consulting to doula work, it might look a little bit different, but I feel like at least with the sleep consultants that I know that are working for other sleep consultants, they do, I think, have an agreement in place that they're not supporting families like outside of the brand. Like they're either like all of the business, I think I could be wrong about that. So you can't really do that because you're, yeah. you're, am I making you're that contracting up? out? No, no, you're not making it up because a lot of agencies I know, I will chat with doulas and they're like, oh, I can't because I'm already contracted to this agency. Um, so you're as a, as a, an independent business, you're just doing contract work. So the person that you're contracted to cannot tell you not to work for other people. Um, they can try and they can have it in their contract and you can sign it. So you've signed it, whatever. But there's a legal piece to it that that makes that not the right way to operate. That's operating more like an employee. Um, and you're, they're not employees. So it, it's a no-no. It's a no-no. And, you know, I encourage people. It makes you a, a more well-rounded sleep consultant or doula or whatever. 
if you're doing multiple things, if you're, you know, working on your own, you're working for an agency, um, you know, you're growing as a person, you're getting out there more and more exposure. I don't mind it at all. Um, I just ask my contractors that if they do pick up another contract, let me know that you're not available. So I don't have to ask you 50 times. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of agencies that discourage it and they discourage it to a point. Maybe they don't make you sign a contract, but they verbally say like we discourage it. And if we do find out that you're doing that, then we will just not give you any more work. And I don't like that. I'm very, very honest, open. You know, if my doulas ask me any questions about the contract, happy to share, happy to share what I charge, what they're made. I mean, there's no reason to hide anything. I mean, I, tr I, I, I have people in my area taking my agency course, and I know they're going to open their own agencies. Like, they're going to be my direct competition, but that's life. And that only makes me do better. Like, I love all the competition. Bring it on. Um, I feel I'm the not, same way. I mean, that's, look, yeah. I train people to be sleep consultants and I'm right, still a right, sleep consultant, right. right? I actually think it's good for, it's good for the industry. Um, and I, I know Absolutely. you feel the same because we've talked about this, you know, the way that I feel about more sleep consultants entering the field is that the more people that are doing this work, the more parents that know about it, the more normalized yep. the service becomes. And then there's more work for all of us. And I know that that's the same with postpartum dual yeah. work, right? I, I know for a fact that six years ago when my daughter was born, I didn't know that postpartum doulas existed. Like I did not. When I, my I oldest one's had, 15. I didn't know either then. Yeah. I mean, we only had after a, I had her was I like, there should be something, you know, let me do some Googling. Um, but you know, you said before, and, and this is what, you know, is the beauty of all this there's going to be clients that are just not good fits for you. So instead of just giving it a hard no, saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You can say, you know, I'm sorry, I can't help you, but I have trained this person and, and I think they would be a spectacular fit. So if there weren't the people that you were training, you would have no one to give to, right? And, you know, there's, there's enough business out there. I mean, plus for everyone. Um, there are more inquiries now than I have doulas and I have, you know, a fairly big team, but yeah, you want variety, you want diversity in anything. And if you can be responsible for like creating more, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I, I never, you know, I never want to be like the person who works for someone that kind of covers all the things they're doing because they're afraid that I'm going to step in and take their job. You know, we want to be the boss that says, Hey, look at all the stuff I'm doing. Cause if I go on vacation, I need you to do it for me. Or if I get a promotion, you're going to step into this role. So it's be mutually beneficial, right? To, to be the person that shares and to be the person that wants to know more. Um, I love when my doulas ask a thousand questions about like contracts and I, their business questions. And I know that they're asking these questions because they're interested in growing their own businesses, which means ultimately they're going to step away from my business. Um, so, but that's, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think, you know what, I think having that mindset is so important to having a successful business. If you're so yeah. worried that someone's going to come along and take what you have, that is like right. such a, it's a scarcity mindset that just doesn't belong anywhere in entrepreneurship, if you ask me, you know, but I think it also brings on like anxiety that nobody needs. If you're always paranoid that someone's chatting with you to get something out of you, like, it, it changes you like it makes you not a person that people are going to want to hang around. Right. Cause it's, it's obvious. Yeah, like, it's it, you bad. know, when it's, it's a conversation's not natural, it's just, it's bad vibes. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I love sharing everything that I know with all of my CPSM students and grads. I want them to be uh, just as successful as me. I want them to take just as good care of their clients as I take care of mine. It's a positive reflection on me and my program. And the more people that are out there doing a good job and supporting families at a high level, like that's that's right. the goal, right? And- right. And also to to talk about like share the ridiculous things you did. Like there are times where like I'll share with like my agency students. I'll be like, I messed up so big today. Like this is what I thought I was doing, and this is what I actually did. And the client was mad, or like I sent out this. Con- I- I'm always sharing like the mistakes too, because it's it's almost sometimes you know more important to learn like the the what not to do than the what to do. You know, because you can figure out how to do it, right? But having like, okay, this is what you don't do. Um, sometimes very helpful. Yeah, I totally, so totally just being totally transparent, I think is so important as an educator, a mentor, a role model. And I mean, you're a huge role model in the sleep, you know, realm of the world. Oh, thanks, thanks Jody. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I mean, this is like a side note, but um, you know, I, I love for people to hear this, because they're not always parts of like the same groups that you and I are parts of. Um, there will always be someone asking like, oh, what about a sleep course? And, you know, things revolve like on Facebook and like I'll jump to comment and but I'll make sure I look through all the comments because I if I commented already, <laughs> like there's so, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because sometimes it'll bring up things from like last week and like I already yeah. commented on it. So, I mean, you, your sleep, your name comes up so much um, that I need to like thumb through and make sure I didn't already make comment. Sure, and most make sure we didn't already yeah. address that. Yes. Yes. Because then I don't want to look foolish. Um, But yeah, no, it's to be known like as the expert, you know, in the field that you're in is is a great thing. And that's not easy to come by for sure. So for anybody listening to this interview that wants to learn more about starting their own agency, I know that you have a program to teach people how to do this. What does that look like? What does it look like to go through your program and how can people find out more about it? Um, yeah, no, it's it's eight weeks of live education plus a huge library of resources, everything from contracts to, you know, intake forms to correspondence, social media. I mean, literally everything that I use that I've created Um, is in this course. And how it came about was like four or five years of me just trying to figure out how the heck to do it, um, wasting a ton of time, a ton of money. um, And then realizing that I eventually at some point five years later have like a pretty well oiled machine. Um, My business is super organized and streamlined. And I've packaged that up and created it for someone to then, you know, take their solo business into an agency model. Um, but yeah, it's eight weeks live, tons of resources, um, office hours every week, and really just a lifetime of mentorship. I mean, I have people who went through the program three years ago that still hop on office hours, still, you know, send me a message on Boxer with questions that have come up for the first time three years into their agency. Um, so it's definitely, you know, it, it's a lot of tailored material. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could hit me up on Instagram. I'm at hip to heart. My website is hip to heart.com. Um, you know, feel free to ask questions. It's an application process. I definitely am very intentional about who goes through the program. Um, because there are definitely people who are like, I'm ready. And then on paper, and as we chat, I'm like, there's, you're not even close to 
ready to, to do this because it's a very accelerated program. It doesn't take a lot of actual time, um, but it takes a lot of brain power and a lot of organization. Um, you obviously need to be in a place, a place where you're financially stable and ready to, you know, take on that responsibility. Um, but yeah, it's a, a pretty much a, a done for you program. So you don't have to waste your time and money trying to figure it out on your own. Um, and it's, you know, you probably make back, I would say probably like 85 or 90% of the people who go through it. Um, if they follow the steps and, and follow, you know, what I'm telling them to do, make back their investment on the program within the first, you know, two to three months, which is a really fast return on investment, you know. Love that. I say like this, that. I say yeah. the same thing about CPSM for people who like yeah. hit the ground running and really get to work and do what they need. What is to it like do. five clients? They make back there. I mean, depending I mean, on how you set your pricing. Yeah. But yeah. Like five ish, yeah. five ish paying clients and, and you're, you have a complete return on investment on the program. And yep. I, you know, I think that in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, all, all of these trainings, whether it's to become a sleep consultant or to level up to start an agency or anything else, like it's all what you put into it. And right, right, right. If you decide that you're committed and you're ready to go and you're ready to make this happen for yourself, then like yeah. you're the only one that's ever going to get in your own way, right? Like nobody's stopping right. you except right. you. And it has, I mean, the agency program has the potential to be a complete like transformation for your business. And and for most people it is, right? You're taking your business from just you to a much bigger platform. Um, and even with, you know, your program, you're allowing people like the time and financial freedom to, you know, grow their family, to do other things they love, to travel, to spend more time, you know, at home or, or whatever they want to do. And still make a wonderful salary, make a big impact on the community, take care of themselves. I mean, how many of us can say like we are excellent at self-care because we have the time to do it? Um, up until I had my agency, I absolutely did not have the time to do it. And I didn't realize how important it was. You know, if you don't realize how burnt out you are until you stop for a second and like reflect. But if you're so busy, you don't have time to do that. So you just kind of continue to chug along like on empty. Um, but yeah, you, it's, it's a definitely a different, a different way to run a business, but it's like, a, it's a no brainer. You know, I wish everyone had like the opportunity to have, to really have all the things they want to have a successful business, time, freedom, financial freedom, all the other freedoms that you, you know, <laughs> want for yourself. It's different. It's different for everyone. I mean, some people, they want the freedom to travel. They don't want to stay in the same place. You know, some people have one kid, they ultimately want to have five. So what does that look like for the next seven years of your life? You know, like that's going to be maternity leave, you know, maternity leave. You know, one of the things too, as I air quote that, when you run your own business, you know, those are the things that you give up. Like, you know, my kids are young. So I was running my own business when I had them. And you have to be, you have to have one hand in all the time. Um, you don't have to actively work, but you know, you got to keep an eye on things. So, you know, you, you have all this other freedom, but you still, I mean, you, you still, even from Aruba or wherever you have your toes in the sand, um, you know, have your finger on the pulse of your business. Whereas if that. you work for someone else and you're on vacation, you're not obligated to do anything. Right. But you want to, like, I don't ever feel obligated to do anything. I want to. Like, I love it. And I never want to not have like, you know, one eye on things, not because I think someone else can't run it, because I'm genuinely interested and invested in it. 
Well, look, anybody who grows their business, their sleep consulting business to the level where they're ready to take on independent contractors under them, obviously loves what they do, right? Because yes, if you're and, and same thing with doula work, if you're going to grow your business to take on others, obviously, you have a level of drive and a level of passion that uh, you can't get there without that. That's that's number one, right? So right, 100%. Um, I guess, I guess for people who are listening to this and they're like, that's me, that's me. I hope that they will reach out to you and um, you can show them the way. I am excited to do that. I can't wait. It is like the best feeling in the world and you know how it is to, to open someone's eyes to something that, you know, maybe they didn't know they necessarily wanted or needed. Um, but when they find out it's there and it's theirs for the taking, it's like the greatest thing ever. And to watch someone succeed, like I've, trained people, you know, two or three or four years ago as a postpartum doula. And now they've come full circle and they're in my agency training. Like I've started their career with them. And now it's like evolving into something spectacular. So um, I hope that doesn't give away like how old I am (laughs) feeling now that I just said that. Good Lord. That's okay. Well, let's wrap up there. Thank you always. And uh, we'll do this again soon. 100%. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I'm so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.